let's jump straight in. Ephesians chapter 6. <coughs> um, continuing our series called Life in the Spirit, and this morning uh, we are looking at praying in the Spirit. And uh, it's chapter 6, verse 18. Excuse me, it's going to be a lot of that, I'm afraid. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. I wonder, do you ever find it hard to, to pray? Uh, you, you know, run out of steam, run out of energy, not sure what to pray about. Uh, you know, maybe you start praying and then suddenly you realize... The dishwasher's not been emptied, and I need to get on and do that. Or anyone else, it's, prayer can be hard work sometimes, can't it, right? Um, and, uh, and now here we're being told to, to, to do it on all occasions, pray in the Spirit, and no less, on all occasions. And uh, as it can be tricky, we can get distracted and get tired and just lose focus and so on. And uh, I know Natalie and I, we, we'll often uh, pray, uh, we'll, like, often pray together, but one of the times we'll pray together, we'll be kind of... Uh, last thing at night, you know, before we go to sleep, and uh, there have been moments where one of us, we've both done this, I might add, uh, where we've been praying, and um, other, the other person just drifts, you know, hello? Hey, you, you, oh, they've gone. <laughs> you know, that happens. Or, that's usually me, or, or what can happen is the person praying can drift into sleep, and suddenly what happens is what, what gets prayed is the dream. So I remember once, um, Natalie was just praying, and, uh, oh, and I pray for Steve's operation. Like, Hello. I haven't got an operation. <laughs> What's going on here? And, and anyway, but my, my point is that, that, that prayer can be hard work, right? It can, we can get distracted. And, uh, and, and when you hear about, or you read about praying in the Spirit, it can sound awfully lofty, can't it? You know, and you kind of think, wow, what is praying in the Spirit? Is it kind of, you know, gritting teeth and on your knees and, you know, perhaps a particularly intense kind of prayer? And, uh, but, and, you can kind of think, well, how does, that, how does that balance with actually prayer is quite hard work? And uh, I imagine in this room there'll be a mix of people. There'll be some who uh, have been walking with the Lord for years and have got kind of a regular prayer life and a good prayer life. And uh, there'll be others maybe who have, perhaps you've never prayed. Uh, maybe there'll be some who, who pray and think, am I, am, I, am I doing this right? You know, I, I mean, it doesn't always, I don't always get answers back. Perhaps I'm doing something wrong. And uh, the good news, though, is that we have the Holy Spirit to help us as we pray. In our weakness, we have the Holy Spirit to help us. And that's really what this whole series is about, life in the Spirit. It's not uh, about, you know, just gatherings together like this on a Sunday or in life groups, but it's, it's all of life. It's, it's Monday morning tomorrow. Life in the Spirit is, it can be going to work or looking after the kids at home tomorrow with the Holy Spirit with you, helping you, fueling you, changing you. It's life in the Spirit. It's all of life. It's not just moments like this when we gather together. Everything we do is to be done in the, in the Spirit. And... Uh, as Paul spoke about, and uh, this Paul, uh, spoke about when we begun this series two weeks ago, so often we can live in just self-reliance, can't we? I can do that, and, and I, don't, I don't need any help. I can manage on that. But the, the reality is we can't. We're not, we're not able to. And uh, uh, I'm saying, Apostle Paul here, he's writing that we're, we're, we're to pray on all occasions in the Spirit. And so our prayers are to be, what that means really is our prayers are to be prompted and guided and fueled and sustained by the Spirit. So how does, he, how does he prompt us? How does he, excuse me, how does he guide us? Well, um, oh yeah, you found the PowerPoint, Tim, top man. 
Well, the, the answer's on the next slide. Romans 8.26. In the same way, <clears throat> the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Because we don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Ever had those moments where you just you, you can't gather the words when you don't know what to pray, how to pray? The Spirit helps us. This is what, what it says here in Romans. The Spirit helps us. Maybe in some cases, just the, the burden, the situation is just, so, is just so great. We just can't find the appropriate words, but we can groan towards God. The Spirit in us groans towards God, and he hears us, and he understands us. And so we're being helped by the Holy Spirit. When we just don't know what to pray, I don't feel able to pray, it says here, the Spirit helps us to pray. But what we can take from that is that it's not just in those moments where we, we can't find the words to pray, or, or I say the burden is just too, it's just too large, but the, the, the Spirit helps us to pray regularly, not just when we're at a loss for words. He's the great helper of our prayers. He prompts, as I said, he prompts, he enables, he empowers our prayer. And I don't know about you, so often uh, our prayer life, I suspect, can be just a monologue, right? It can just be, be us going to God with, with a wish list and kind of thinking, oh yeah, I'd like that and get that sorted and, and change that situation and we kind of work through our list and, and move on. But, but praying in the Spirit, it's, it's seeking Him, it's, it's pausing, it's, it's waiting, it's, it's listening, it's allowing the Spirit to, to shape and to guide and to fuel our prayers. Lord, I want to I pray according to your will, not to mine, to your agenda, not to mine. Not to say that we can't go to him with our, uh, our kind of lists and our burdens and all the, all the situations that would weigh on us and, and, and things. Of course we can. But if that's all it is, we're missing out. If that's all it is, it's just a monologue of, oh, yeah, I want this and this and change that. We're missing out. Of course he cares and he, he wants us to unload our burdens upon him and go to him. It encourages us in scripture elsewhere to do that. But, it, but praying in the Spirit, it's far more than that. It's, it, it's allowing the Holy Spirit to, just to, to, I say, to guide and to, to, to shape your prayers. So practically, how do we do this? Well, in uh, Galatians, the answer is in Galatians 3, chapter 5. It says, does, uh, the, uh, it's a rhetorical question. Does God give you his Spirit and work miracles among you by works of the law or by believing what you heard? saying so is it is it by what you've done does God work these miracles in you and, and, and give you his spirit by what you've done by what you've earned or by what he has done and it's the free gift of grace of course it's the it's the free gift of grace the spirit that we've received is the free gift of grace it's not based upon upon works it's not based upon what we've done he freely gives us his spirit to help us it's the free gift of grace this is why Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for, for everything that we've done wrong and to bring us back to him, rescuing us from sin and slavery that we might be free. And, in, and then he gives us his spirit. Elsewhere in the scriptures, Jesus says, it's good for you that I go because I'll give you my spirit. And so he gives us the free gift of his spirit to help us, to change us, to fuel us, not just for ourselves, but so that we might, we might share the gospel as well with, with, with those who don't know him. Other religions would, would say, oh, well, your prayers are, by, by praying, you're earning your way to God. You know, if you go and, you go and, go and spend this much time a day praying, then you're, you're earning your way to God. You're kind of climbing that ladder. But, but the gospel says, no, no, Jesus has already done that. Jesus has already paid the price for you and made a way for you to come to God and freely given you his grace. 
It's about what he has done, not what we have done. And this is the life of, of faith of a believer, isn't it? It's everything that we, we, everything that we have, we receive by faith and trust in him. Everything. Everything that we get. We don't, we, it's, not what, it's not what we've done. It's what in faith in what Jesus has done for us at the cross. How much he loved us, cherished us. that He would die on the cross to rescue us, to bring us back to him, and then to give us his spirit. And one of the things that uh, can hinder our prayer life is, is distance from God, isn't it? You know, because if you've, uh, like in a human relationship, if you've, uh, if, you've, if you've upset another person or done something to offend another person, then you might give them a bit of distance, wouldn't you? There'd be distance between you. But, but by Jesus dying on the cross, that distance is, is gone. He's done it to bring us near. So when, when we do get fought, mess up and get stuff wrong, we can, because Jesus died on the cross, we can, we can repent and we can come straight back to him. We needn't kind of give him a, a wide berth for a, a, a few days just to kind of let him calm down and cool off. No, no, we can say, oh, Lord, yeah, I, I just messed up back then. I'm sorry. And we're, we're immediately restored to him. And so we can, there need not be that distance between us and God because of the cross, because we've been brought near. And his desire is that as we pray, we're brought nearer, even nearer. So even if you are one of those people I mentioned who perhaps you've been walking with the Lord for a long time and, and you do have a good regular prayer life, great, I'm really, really happy for you, but there's more, there's more, there is more. He wants, to know, he wants you to know his love for you more. He wants you to know more about himself, to know how much he loves and cherishes and cares for you. These, this is, he, 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 it's his heart that, he, that you would know more of him. And prayer is one of the ways we get to discover more of him and his goodness and his grace. But he knows we need help, and that is why he sends us his spirit to help us. The spirit of God is freely supplied to us by grace so that we can pray in the spirit. And that supply of the spirit comes by hearing with faith. We hear a promise, I'll help you, I'll strengthen you, I'll hold you up in prayer with my Holy Spirit, and we believe it. And it's by faith in what he is doing and what he has done that the Spirit moves to create and sustain and guide our praying. And it's true what we're praying for too. You know, sometimes we can come to things, even thinking of this prayer week in a, in a couple of weeks' time, we can come to things with big things. I mean, oh, that is, how, how can I possibly pray for that? That seems completely un, unattainable. It seems completely impossible. But if it, if it wasn't those things, well, we wouldn't need God, would we? We could do it on our own. But, so we can come to God with faith because of what he's done and what he will do. It's about what he has done. and we, So therefore we can ask him for big things, big things in our own life, like, you know, Johnny was, was, was chatting about, big things together as a church. When we come together in this week of prayer, we can ask for big things because it's about what he'll do, not what we can do. And so I want to encourage you, then we've got this, this, this prayer week coming up. Uh, book yourself a slot. So there's a, on the website, you sign up, there's uh, a lot of slots during the week for like an hour, and you might sign up for yourself as a, as a family, as a couple, as a life group, running partners, all of those things. There's no, uh, there's no problem with sort of double booking slots or anything like that. And um, so I encourage you to do that. But you might be thinking, God, what, what am I going to pray about for a whole hour? Like, I mean, you know, when you're doing some things, an hour seems like nothing, doesn't it? But when you're praying, it can seem like, wow, sometimes it can, an hour can seem a long, long time. Well, I want to say, let, let the Spirit help you is to pray. 
You want, you delight, start by delighting in him, thanking him for what he's done and will do. And expect the spirit to lead you, to speak to you in those moments. Yeah? I mean, we're not, this isn't, I'm not just preaching this because we've got the prayer week coming up. That's a complete coincidence. We're not that organized. But it, it, it's really about all of life going, going on. Yeah? When, you, when, we gather, when we find time to make time to pray, expect the Holy Spirit to help you. Expect him to speak to you. Expect him to guide you. Expect him to fuel you. Expect him to sustain you. That's his heart, to help you, to bring you closer to Jesus. And allow the Spirit to prompt and guide us in our prayers. Um, I said before Christmas, I think I touched on prayer before Christmas when we were uh, going through Colossians, and uh, I used this, this quote, I don't know who it's by, that prayer is keeping company with God. And that's what he desires, is intimacy with his people. He desires intimacy with you, with us, his people. It's crazy, isn't it? Not that he's lacking anything, he's not, but he desires intimacy with his people. He knows us inside out, he wants us to know him better. He wants us to know him better. And uh, sometimes, you know, if you notice in culture, we're, we're often afraid of silences, aren't we? Um, I, I spend, oh, that sounds awful, I spend a little bit of time, uh, sometimes I'll be working, I might, might work in a cafe or something like that, uh, um, and uh, there's this noise everywhere, there's music, isn't there? Like, there's, there's no way you can kind of find somewhere to sit. I guess I, I'm a no six, I'm on the phone sometimes, and people say, oh, what's that music, where are you? And I have to say, oh, yeah, I'm in a cafe. Um, and... Um, but we're, we're sort of afraid of silence, aren't we? You know, when you go to cafes or shops or restaurants, there's just music all the time, isn't there, in, in culture? There's almost never any silence. I think we're afraid of it, and the, the music just makes us perhaps feel more comfortable, and, uh, you know, sometimes I think we're afraid of the silence, um, sort of filling the void. Um, but sometimes silence is okay. Sometimes silence is okay. Sometimes it's the silence where that's when we hear God. That's when we hear the, the, the voice of God speak to us. And so I want to encourage, encourage us individually when on our own to, to sometimes just find moments of silence, just, just to try and tune in to what, what the Holy Spirit might be saying to you, to you. Together on a Sunday, you might find those moments when it's silent. And instead of kind of thinking, oh, this is, this is awkward, expect the Holy Spirit to be speaking to you, speaking to us. It's sometimes in those moments when, uh, when he often does. Um, on that side note, there's a conference in Cambridge in, in March. It's on the Relational Mission website uh, about hearing the voice of God. So if you feel like, what, God speaks? How does that work? Look out for that conference. Uh, sign up. Um, should be a great conference. Um, anyway, I don't know about you. I want to I grow in every area of my life. I don't just want to settle for, um, you know, yeah, I've, I've got a pattern of prayer in my life, and, uh, and that works for me. And maybe Steve is speaking to those who, you know, don't really pray or know how to pray. Um, but um, that I, I want to grow in every area of my life. Because if I'm honest, there are times when I don't feel like praying. There are times when, oh, yeah, I need to go and do that. And I'm kind of, okay, good. Phew. I haven't got to pray because I can go and unload the dishwasher. Um, and, but I want to grow in every area of my life. And I want to grow in, in, in sharing my faith as well. And these things require the help of the Holy Spirit in my life. And the Spirit, that's what he wants to do. He wants to come, he wants to help, he wants to change, bring strength and faith in those moments. Don't we all want that? Don't we all want that? Don't we all need that this morning, folks? Last point before we um, get Ed and Julia back up. Weren't they great, by the way, Ed and Julia, this morning? It was great having them. Got so blessed with so many great, talented um, musicians and worship leaders in the church. Um, last point. Okay, I want to just touch on on praying in tongues. Now, just to be clear, this, this isn't praying in the Spirit, okay? I've, I've talked about praying in the Spirit. 
But I just want to touch on, on tongues. So don't confuse the two. I don't think, oh, they're praying in tongues. That, that's, that's praying in the Spirit. Um, it's, it's not, I want to be clear, this isn't that. But because um, <coughs> you can pray in the Spirit even if you don't pray in tongues. But it's something we don't often talk about. And uh, in this series, I just thought it would be a great chance just to speak about it a little bit. Um, and uh, first of all, what is it? Because some of us may not know. Praying in tongues is praying in a heavenly language, <coughs> excuse me, to our heavenly Father. And uh, sometimes on a Sunday, you might have seen like, like Tim or somebody like that just come up and bring a tongue. And uh, you might have thought, what is, what is that all about? And then hopefully you'll have noticed us just pause and wait for an interpretation in English. And uh, that's really just trying to do what Paul, Paul, Apostle Paul talks about in um, 1 Corinthians 14, where it says, well, if you do that in, in, a, in a church gathering, a public gathering, and there's no interpretation, what's the point? You know, no one knows what Tim or other person has, has said. So you'll notice we always wait for an interpretation in English, and that will be a, a prayer of praise and adoration to the Lord, and, uh, or not maybe one or two interpretations. Um, and, uh, and that's what we do together. And the purpose of that is to build up the church. The purpose of that is when we hear uh, someone bring a tongue and then an interpretation in English, it builds up the church. That's what Paul writes. It encourages us. It builds us up. So, oh, yeah, he is so glorious and majestic and, and you know, whatever the interpretation had been. It builds up the church. But there's also praying in tongues on your own, praying in tongues privately as well that, uh, again, Apostle Paul writes about in, in 1 Corinthians 14. And uh, no interpretation is required because it's, it's you and the Holy Spirit communicating with the living God. Yeah? So it's not, it, there's no interpretation needed in English because it's your, the spirit that God has placed within you communicating with the living God. And uh, you might think, well, what, why? What's the point of this? Well, again, Paul writes <coughs> in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 18, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. I'm not sure how he, how he knew that. Maybe the spirit uh, told him. But, but the point is, he obviously spoke in tongues a lot and saw great value in it. In verse 5, he said, I wish, every, well, I'd like every one of us to speak in tongues. Later in verse 4, he says, the one who speaks in a tongue builds themselves up. So the one I mentioned earlier about a tongue on a Sunday like this or a gathering like this builds up the church. The one privately builds up themselves. Yeah? You follow? And sometimes when you're on your own, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so I, this week, as you can hear, I've been a bit ill. And there's been moments on your own when, this week is a good example for me, where I maybe had a migraine and been ill, <coughs> and thought, oh, I just, I don't know what to pray. I can't, my, my, my mind's not really clear, it's a bit foggy, I've got a headache, um, it's hard work praying, and in those moments, and, and I'm sure there are other moments, maybe when like the, you just feel a, a burden, and you just like, oh, I just feel, I feel dry, and I, I, Lord, I don't know what to do, um, well, actually, praying in the spirit can be, praying in the tongues, excuse me, can be incredible because it's like, look, I haven't got to engage my, my mind. Uh, you know, Paul writes about that in, in, again, 1 Corinthians 14. He writes about that. It, it's my spirit that's going to engage with the Lord, the Holy Spirit. So I can pray in tongues despite having a foggy head and not really kind of being able to gather my thoughts together. And, but we can even pray in tongues when things are great and, and still build ourselves up. It's, inc- it's incredible. I encourage us to, or well, Paul encourages us to seek after this gift and, and we can be strengthened through it in our weakness 
Now, Paul also goes on to say, not everyone will speak in tongues. So if perhaps you've been prayed for before or you want to get prayed for later on today and you don't speak in tongues, it's not a sense of God loves me any less and loves them any more or they've got more faith or anything like that. Paul just says, not everyone's going to. Seek it. It's great. I love it. I do it loads, but not everyone's going to. So do not take it as some sort of grade of your performance or faith or anything like that. It's just a great gift that builds up the believer, which is is just so important, what the Holy Spirit wants to do, Um, but it's not any sort of measure of uh, of who you are. Um, Read more 1 Corinthians 14 as if you've not got the clue. That's really the chapter where Paul speaks uh, a lot about it. So how do you receive it? You receive it like every other gift. It's a free gift. Just pray that you might receive it. Um, <coughs> and I would add that there are times, even now, I've prayed in tongues for a number of years, where I might pray in tongues for a bit, and uh, you know, I might be on a dog walk or, I don't know, somewhere, uh, sort of generally on my own, uh, maybe just at the side here, you know, on a, on a Sunday quietly or something, and I might just pray, and uh, I might pause or whatever, get interrupted or something, and in, those mo- in that moment... I'll often have the thought, you just, you just made all that up. You just made all that gobbledygook up. And I have to press through in faith that actually, no, 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 I'm, I'm, and keep going. I'm not the only one, am I? Okay. So, so that, that it would be a common story that, that you just you pray something and you think, oh, I've just made that up. That's just all of that gobbledygook is from me. Press through. Press through, okay? I, I trust you, trust me. Uh, there is real strength and power in it. So yes, ask somebody to, to, to pray with you for it, and then just go for it. Just go for it. Uh, and I say, if you don't, it, 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 don't be assured he doesn't love you any less. Keep pursuing it. Um, he just give, gives gifts according to his sovereignty. It's nothing to do with, uh, with us. Right, Ed, Julia, do you want to come up? <coughs> Shall we stand? And we're going to respond.